In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, thank you again for being here and uh, just uh, ready to receive the Word of God and hope that you're receptive today to what God wants to do in your life. I, I know um, that God has a word for us today, no doubt about it. it I don't really expect anybody to be shouting and clapping and jumping about it, but I know it's something that God wants to say to our hearts today as His people. And uh, God's called me to preach the whole counsel of His Word. And so we got to be receptive to what God wants to say. Now, you know over the last few weeks, I've been talking to you out of a series that I've called Focus 2020. And as the Lord leads... I'm going to continue sharing the things that he's laid on my heart to bring to this uh, flock here to be an encouragement, all, but also to challenge us as his people. And that word that he gave me at the beginning of the year was the word focus. And friend, we need to make sure that we're focused more than ever. Listen, we need to be focused on Jesus. We're, we're living in some crazy days and we need to make sure that our eyes and our hearts are focused on the Lord so we can continue to grow. And eventually the goal would be to be more like Jesus, right? We want to focus on him so we can begin to reflect him because we live in a world that needs him. And so God help us to focus on him. And it's hard to do, no doubt about it, because we live in a world, I, I mean, listen, we live in a fast-paced, crazy world, and there's so many things just vying for our attention. We're bombarded by so much every day. Do you know what I'm talking about? Bombarded by so much stuff that is trying to pull us away from keeping our hearts uh, in line with the Lord's heart and focused on Jesus. And friend, we got to make sure that nothing can pull us away from having a strong and vibrant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. As we go forward in these last days, you're going to need to make sure that you're connected to him more than you've ever been. Because the Bible says that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. Amen. So we need to make sure we're focused on the Lord. Now, we've been talking about some things. I'm not going to review everything that the Lord's been speaking to us about. But uh, last Sunday, uh, I was talking to you as the Lord was leading about being focused on the power of God that we as God's people have power available to us. We, we don't need to try to go into these last days walking in our own strength, friend. The, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. Supernatural power. There's power available to us to walk out this journey of our faith with God and that power will help us to carry out our assignment, but that power will also help us in our dilemmas in our life. Aren't you thankful for the power of God? I tell you, we had a prophetic word given to us last Sunday uh, from that message on the power of God, and I prayed about it, and I, I really feel uh, uh, a release to share it with you today. I know it's for the leadership of this church, but I believe it's for everybody that this word came to us uh, from the Lord, and it was handed to me in this written letter here, and I wanted to share it with you today. 
This is from last Sunday talking about the power of God. Now, I'm going to be moving on in just a minute, but I want to share this today. A word from God on January 26th was last Sunday. This is the Lord. My children, I hear your psalms and I hear your praises. I hear your desires and your prayers. You ask for power and you already have it through your salvation. Why do you not believe what my word tells you? Stop your fear and come boldly to the throne and speak boldly the words I have put in your heart. Shout loudly the word of God. You already have the power. Use it and let all who come near you see me in you. Use your spiritual gifts. Seek your spiritual gifts and learn your spiritual gifts. Therein lies your power, my power through you, says the Lord. And friend, I believe that's a word for this church that we would walk in the power of God as we operate in the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the way God has laid it on my heart, we've been preaching about that we need to know the Word of God. Well, we need to be able to declare the Word of God, but we need His power to help us to do that. So I wanted to share that with you today, that God was working and moving in that service last Sunday, and I'm believing He's going to do the same thing today. Today I want to talk to you about something that probably nobody's going to get real happy about, and that is we need to focus on obedience. Look to your neighbor and say obedience. Obedience has been said to be like someone trying to go on a diet or start a workout. We don't get real excited about our, our lifestyle change with our food, and we don't get real excited about having to go to the gym. But once we start seeing some results, then we're glad we were, that we did it. And that's the way it is with obedience. Sometimes we don't like to obey the Lord. It doesn't feel good when we have to step out and obey the Lord. But once we see the results of our obedience to Him, we're glad we did it. And so I want to talk to you just for a few minutes this morning as we focus on obedience. But before we go any further, I want to take a survey. I'm going to survey you this morning on a scale 1 to 10 how do you fall on that scale when it comes to following and obeying instructions and directions? Some of you may be a 10 right now. That you're, I mean, you got it going on. You follow instructions and you follow directions and you just, well, you just glow in the dark. And then we got some that may be on the other end of the scale. You may be a 1. You may, the, you may be the one that always skips over directions and never look at the directions or the instructions. I know that men can be accused of this. Especially when it comes to taking trips with your family. How many of you ladies have ever heard these words said by a man when it comes to taking a trip? I don't care what the map says. I don't care what GPS says. I know a way. Actually, I know a better way. We can take a shortcut. How many of y'all have ever heard anything leered at before? Raise your hand. I see some hands going up, getting real happy about it. And then while you're on the trip, just a little bit later on, you say, well, honey, do you know where we are? And he'll say, yeah, we're in the car. <laughs> because he's never going to admit he's lost. He's never going to confess that sometimes in life, listen, sometimes in life, we struggle with obeying instructions. I've told this story before, but it's fitting today that before our oldest son, Caden, was born, Lisa and I were working on a nursery for him and she was doing a lot of the decorating in the room. And I had, I had one job to do. Well, my one job was to put together this beautiful wood crib. 
And I poured out everything in the box, and there was the manual that went with the crib. And, and I looked in the manual, and all I saw was Spanish and French, which I know there were some other instructions in there. But I decided, you know, I don't really need the instructions. I can, I can do this thing on my own. I mean, normally I go by the photo on the box. Can anybody relate to me? Just look at the picture on the box. You can handle it. You can do it. Well, because I failed to read the manual and follow the instructions, I missed a very important part of assembling this crib, which was you need to put it together in the room that it's going to be in. <laughs> I was supposed to put the crib together in the nursery, and I put it together in the living room, and when it came time to put the crib, it wouldn't go through the door. And because of my disobedience, and not willing to follow instructions, it caused me a lot of trouble and a lot of pain and a lot of that right there. You know, yeah. Yeah. Hear an amen over there. Sometimes in life, we have problems and struggle obeying instructions. And let me just ask you, isn't it the same in our walk with the Lord? Isn't it, isn't it the same in our walk? I don't care if you've been walking with the Lord uh, five years, five days, or 50 years. It doesn't matter how long you've been walking with the Lord. There's sometimes that we just have issues with obedience when it comes to following God. I know it has been for me, and I think if we were all honest, we could all raise our hand that we've had all had issues. And that's why I believe this morning that the Lord has laid it on my heart that it's vital, it's vital. Listen, for your walk with the Lord to be vibrant, uh, you need to make sure that you're focused in on living a life obedient to Christ. One of the most powerful sermons that was ever preached, read this in a book some time ago, happened in Wales in 1904 by a man who wasn't even a preacher. He was actually a Sunday school teacher. They were sensing there in Wales in the 1900s that there was, God was wanting to do something great in that area. And they joined together for a service like we have done already. And, and the worship, uh, they were worshiping the Lord. They were singing psalms and singing praises to the Lord. And when they finished all that, they were waiting for Evan Roberts, the Sunday school teacher, to come up and to bring the word. And they said that he sat there and he sat there and he sat there. The, the, the people were gone off the platform and they're waiting for him. And they waited and they waited almost for an hour before he ever got up. You would have already been at El Mazelon if it been me they were, they were waiting for him and finally after one hour this man, this Sunday school teacher stood up and, and he made his way uh, to the platform and he looked at the people and he looked around and his sermon was two words obey God, obey God obey God and after he communicated those two words, obey God, he walked off the platform and fell down on his face and began to seek the Lord. And we did. The whole congregation came forward and began to press in, obeying the Lord and seeking the Lord. And from that, a great revival took place in Wales. It even touched here in America, affected Azusa Street. Just a powerful time. And friend, we need to obey God. That's a great word for all of us today, that we need to obey God. That was the heart of Jesus himself. I'm going to put some scriptures up here on the screen, but that was the heart of Christ. He said in John 4, 34, he says, My food, he said, is to do, is to do the will of God, the one who sent me, and to finish his work. That was the heart of Christ, was obey the Father. 
And friend, if it's the heart of Christ, it ought to be the heart of every follower of Christ that we would have a desire to obey the Lord. And that's what Christ wants for us. I pray that that's your heart today. Is the number one priority in your life right now to obey God? Is that the number one priority in your life? Do you wake up every day and say, Lord, I'm here and I want to obey you. What do you have for me today? Because that's what God wants for you to do. And we do it because Jesus, he expects us to do it as well. You know, he said in John chapter 14, verse 15, he says this, Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. How many of you love Jesus this morning? Raise your hand. You love him, you love him. Well, if you love him, you'll show your love as you obey him, as you obey him. You can talk it all day long, friend, but when your feet start moving and you obey God, then that's an indicator, that's an expression that you truly love God. So God help us to walk in obedience to him today. If you're not walking in obedience, then guess what? You're walking in disobedience. And if you're disobeying the Lord and he's been telling you that you need to do something or you need not to do something, if you're disobeying the Lord, guess what you're doing? You're sinning. Because the Bible tells us in James, he says in James that, that, that when we disobey the Lord, it's a sin. When you know you ought to do good and you don't do it, it's a sin. So God, help us today to check our relationship with the Lord to make sure we're obeying him because we love him. Now, let me tell you about some guys that loved the Lord and obeyed him. You find them in Acts chapter 5, Peter and the apostles. I mean, they loved the Lord. They loved the Lord. They were being uh, pressured to conform to the religious, empty religion of that day. They were being pressured to conform to the culture around them. And what did they say? They looked those people in the faces and said, listen, it's better for us that we would obey God rather than men. You can come with your human commands all day long, but God's commands come first because he's king of kings and he's Lord of lords. So God, help us to have that same obedience and that same love that we would be willing to stand and obey the Lord no matter what. So what is obedience? Well, I can tell you that over time, my definition of obedience has changed. This is what I wrote down, what I believe to be obedience. It's hearing God's voice and then being willing, hearing the voice of God and then being willing to do whatever God is telling you to do or not to do, leaving the results to God. Let me read it to you again. Obedience is hearing God's voice and then being willing to do whatever God is telling you to do or not to do, leaving the results to God. That's not an easy thing to do. That's not an easy thing to do because we hear God and then we're, we're going to step out and do something or not do something, but we like to get in the middle of it and we like to, uh, we like to manipulate things so we can get the outcome that we want. And that's not what God wants us to do. He says, you just trust and obey and you leave the rest to me. You leave the rest to me. You, you let me handle the results because my will is perfect and my ways are above your ways. And I'm glad they are, aren't you? So help us to leave the results. And let me just ask you this morning, what, what good is it? What good is it if we walk with God and we hear the voice of God? What good is it if we're not even willing to obey him? If, if you're on your knees and you're seeking the Lord in prayer and you're asking God's will to be done over your life, but you're not willing to take a step and walk in obedience, what good are you if you're even in your prayer time? 
If we have the power of God available to us and we can go out and we can conquer the world for Christ, what good is it if we're not willing to obey him? We got to be willing to obey. Do whatever he says do or not to do. That word obedience in the Bible is really a, re a picture of a relationship between a servant and their master. You know the Apostle Paul, if you read his writings many times, he uses the illustration in the Bible of a servant and a master and obedience is the response from the servant to the master. And friend, the Bible, Paul says that we are servants of Christ. We're the servant and he's the master and whatever he tells us to do, we need to be willing to do it, not because we have to, but because we want to, because we love him. We love him. And as God's servants today, we should be looking for ways to obey God with our lives. I want to obey God with my eyes. I want to make sure that I'm obeying God with my eyes. I know there's some things I don't need to be looking at and watching. I'm gonna obey him with my eyes. I'm gonna obey God with my mouth. Lord, take control of this tongue. I want to obey God where my, where my feet walk. There's some places I need to walk and there's some places I don't need to walk. Come on. I want to obey God with my ears and what I listen to because, friend, these are little gates right here and you can let stuff come into those gates and it can impact this thing here in your heart. I want to obey God with my relationships. I want to obey God. I listen, I want to obey God with every area of my life. Why? Because I love him and he loves me and he wants what's best for me. So I want to obey him. And listen, here's the deal, though. Many times we try to pick and choose. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're in the Bible and we're hearing the voice of God. We're hearing the word of God. And he's telling us these things, these commands. And, and you know what you need to do. And well, this sounds good right here. You know, if I sow, I'm going to reap. And I'm going to sow some seed here and I'm going to reap. But over here you're telling me that I got to forgive somebody. How many times? And we pick and choose. We pick and choose what we want, but that's not how it's supposed to be. A servant will completely surrender and walk in obedience to the master. Because if we don't, we disobey the Lord and we sin. And I just want to tell you this morning, when you begin to obey the Lord, how many of you have a desire to obey God? All right. I'm grateful to see those hands. But I want to give you some truth this morning that you need to know about when it comes to walking in obedience to the Lord. I want to tell you right now that obedience is going to require you to change. Obedience to the Lord require change. If you're going to walk in full obedience to the Lord, it's going to require that you need to make some changes in your life. Let me just show you from the scriptures. Look at Noah. No, Noah Listen, Noah was instructed by the Lord that he needed to go out and he needed to build an ark because there was a flood coming. Don't you think he needed to make some changes so he could obey the Lord? Think about Moses when he received instructions uh, to leave the desert from herding those uh, sheep to go and confront Pharaoh who's in Egypt. Moses had to make some changes in his life so he could go to Egypt. And then you think about the call that Jesus placed upon Peter and Andrew and James and John to follow him. These men, listen, these men had to make some drastic major changes in their life so they could follow and obey the Lord. They left their business, they left their families, they left and they followed Jesus. 
And listen, I'm here to tell you, friend, obedience is going to require you to make some changes. And until you're ready to make those changes, some of you know those changes that you need to make in your life. But until you are ready to make them, all you're doing is setting yourself up to miss out on what God truly wants to do in your life because you refuse to change. What are some changes you need to make today so you can obey the Lord? Some of you may need to change, some of you may need to change the way you spend your time. You're too busy involved in other things and you've lost your focus on Jesus. You need to spend your time with him and be with him. Some of you need to change your schedule. Some of you need to change your plans. It's all about you. It's all about you. We live in a world today where it's all about you, all about me. Sometimes you may need to change some things and change your plans and go to God's direction. Some of you may need to change your friends. Have you ever heard the scripture that bad company corrupts good character? So listen to me, friend. I'm just telling some of you right now, you might be hanging around some people. You just need to let them go. Change your friends. You may need to change your job. You may need to change how you pray. Uh, right now, many of you, you might be praying nothing but a grocery list. This is what I need, Lord. This is what I need. This is what I need, Lord. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And you treat the Lord like he's a butler. And it might be that you need to change how you pray and fall down and say, Lord, here I am today. You use me and I will obey you every day. Make that your prayer and see what happens. Whew. I remember one time I prayed. I said, Lord, I want to love like you love. And my brother moved in my backyard in the camper for almost two years. <laughs> he said, all right, love, love, love him like I'd love him. Whew. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I reckon it still bothered me. <laughs> You might need to change how you read the word of God. Some of you might need to start reading the word of God. Change the way you treat certain people. You might need to change your attitude toward others. You, you might need to go to somebody and uh, offer forgiveness or make an amends. There's a change that God is speaking to you. You might need to change the way you're living. Some of you know that you're living in sin and some of you know that you're living outside of God's will and you're doing things that are contrary to the word of God and you might need to make a change today. Don't keep putting it off. You, you, when God shows you the change you need to make, you need to go ahead and obey him. Just do it. Amen. Because obedience is gonna require a change in your life. Let me give you an example from my own personal experience. When I felt the Lord was calling me to preach the gospel and into the ministry, I didn't really know exactly what was going on. I knew there was something on the inside the Lord was doing. But eventually, I had to leave a, a, a job with a great company to obey the Lord. My wife and I, we sold our house and we downsized to a smaller house to obey God. My wife and my family, we changed our plans and what we thought we wanted for our life so we could obey God. I thought about Joe Woodard with Heart and Soul Ministry. He's from North Carolina, Goldsboro. He left, listen, this dude left Goldsboro, North Carolina and went all the way to the West Coast so he could reach the runaways and the homeless on the streets. He had to make some changes so he could obey God. And I know many of you that are in here today, I can see, I know your story, and a lot of you have made some major changes in your life so you could obey the Lord. Do you have some changes today? The Lord's asking, 
Do you have some changes that you need to make in your life today? And the Lord's speaking to you. Are you willing to change? Are you willing to change? Or will you keep saying, well, I'll make those changes someday. I I know the Lord's been speaking to me about this and doing this or not doing this. and, And I'll make those changes, but I'll make them someday. You know what someday is? Someday is an excuse. Because someday turns into a never day. It never happens. We end up delaying. We end up... Uh, debating it, we end up wrestling with it and we never do it, friend. We need to stop that and when the Lord says do it, we need to just do it and lead the results to him. And listen, I'm here to tell you today, speaking the truth to you, obedience sounds good when we're speaking it, but when you have to do it, the journey is tough, it's hard. I never said it was gonna be easy. The Lord never said it was gonna be easy because listen, from my own personal experience and from the word of God, when you begin to walk in obedience, there's gonna be a cost to obedience. There's gonna be a cost. There's some changes that need to take place and there's a cost to obedience. It's gonna cost you something. How many of y'all remember in the gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 14, when, when Jesus is there and man, I mean, he's walking around and he's healing people and delivering people and, and just being used in a mighty way. And, and the, the people are just all around Jesus, crowds of people. And they're like, we're following you wherever you go. And Jesus turns around and says, listen to me. There's gonna be a cost to following me. You cannot follow me unless you're willing to leave everything. He says it in Luke Verse 14, 33 says, any of you who does not give up everything, he cannot be my disciple. He turns around and says, you better count the cost because there's a cost. He said, count the cost as you were building a building or going to war. I'm just here to tell you today, friend, Jesus is telling us if we're going to fully obey him and walk in obedience, there's going to be a cost. There's going to be a price to pay. Think about the apostle Paul. He's the perfect example. He, he, he made a decision after he had that encounter with the Lord. He says, who are you and what do you want me to do? And the Lord gave him an assignment and he went from persecuting the church to proclaiming that Jesus is the Messiah. And what happens? People come after him and they persecute him. And on one occasion in Paul's life, he was beaten and left for dead. Friend, I'm telling you right now, there's gonna be a cost if you say, I'm going to obey the Lord. You think about Moses in his life when he got the instructions and directed by the Lord to go to Pharaoh. I'm, he said, you go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let God's people go. And what happens? The workload increases. The workers are beaten. And then the people of God, they turn around and look at their leader and they start criticizing and complaining to him. I'm just telling you, friend, if you're willing to obey the Lord, you better be ready because there's gonna be a price to pay. And Jesus is our greatest example. When he prayed, Father, he says, Father, thy will be done. Your will be done. And when Jesus prayed that prayer to declare that he was willing to obey the Lord no matter what, what happens is that he's shamely beaten and he goes through suffering and he's hung on a cross so he can save mankind's sin. The Bible says in Philippians 2.8 that Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Aren't you grateful today for the obedience of our Lord that he would die? But listen, friend, it's just another reminder that Jesus was beaten for us and hung on a cross in our place to remind us that there's gonna be a cost if we're gonna obey. 
And listen to me. I want you to hear me because, listen, there's some of you right now that are on the edge and, and God's calling you out to do some things to obey him. And I want to go ahead and let you know now that there's going to be a place when you step out and you truly obey the Lord, people are going to laugh at you. People are going to ridicule you. People are going to mock you. They're going to threaten you. And, and, and listen, I'm not even, I'll tell you right now, I believe there'll be a day coming when Christians are going to be given their life because they obeyed the Lord. We don't see it now, but I believe that is down the road. And you need to just be ready, friend, to know that there's a cost, there's a price to pay if you're going to obey the Lord. You think those guys standing in front of those religious leaders knowing that Jesus had been crucified and, and they're standing there and they're getting ready to be threatened for their life and there they are and they're not afraid. They're saying, we'd rather obey God than men. That day's coming for us. And I pray that we'll be able to stand. I want to tell you something. Obedience, it'll be hard and it won't be easy, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Because everything that we're going through now is temporary. And it's going to be worth it because there's a blessing that comes with obedience. Let me just remind you right now, listen, no, no change that you have to make in your life, no matter how uncomfortable that change is, and no matter the challenges that you face, and no matter the cost, nothing compares to the blessing of obedience. Listen to what Moses, listen to what Moses told the people in Deuteronomy 28, one of the most powerful chapters in the Bible. He says in Deuteronomy 28, Moses is talking to God's people. Listen, he says, if you fully obey, not halfway, not partially, not, not halfway in and halfway out, if you fully obey your God, the Lord, and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. And if you keep reading in Deuteronomy 28, and you can do that this week if you like, you can read all those blessings that would come to them if they were willing to fully obey the Lord. And that just reminds us today, friend, if we're willing to fully obey the Lord, there's a blessing that comes with obedience. How many of you know you've experienced those blessings before? The blessing of obedience, here's some of the blessings right here. The blessings of obedience is knowing that God wants to use you to carry out his plan on earth. Did, did you hear what I said? God wants to work through you and use your life. And that right there is a reminder that I have value and God sees me as something special and he wants to use me. I don't have to walk around hopeless and wondering if there's a purpose. Yes, God has a desire to use me. And there's a blessing with obedience when I say yes to him because then his plan begins to unfold for my life. The blessings of obedience allows his help in your life. Listen, do you think the Lord's going to call you to walk in obedience and then say, you go right on ahead and whatever happens, you, we'll, you, we'll, you can figure it out down the road. No, he don't do that. He calls you and wants you to step out in obedience and he's right there with you all the way and he's helping you and he's strengthening you and he's encouraging you and he's going to get you through whatever it is that he's called you to do. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful? The blessings of obedience builds a courageous faith. Not just a, a simple faith, but a courageous faith. If you obey the Lord, it's going to build a courageous faith. You know why? Because the Lord's going to ask you to do some things that don't make no sense. 
And when he does and we step out in faith, we're using courageous faith. I remember one day uh, I was on the way here to the church and I had been there in my prayer time in the living room seeking the Lord. I was like, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. Lord, use me. And as I was driving down the road on 117, running the speed limit, hallelujah. I was just praying over the houses that I was uh, going by on the road. And when I got there by the Pine Forest area, there was a man walking out of his house, walking to his shop. And the Lord says, I want you to go back and pray for that man. I'm like, mm, I kept right on going. Kept right on going. I was like, no, you didn't, no, you didn't say that. Not, not that, No. And when I got to around the Daltry Field area there, I knew right away that I needed to turn around and go back because the Lord was telling me, look, you just prayed, Lord, you use me, and I'm telling you to go pray for the man. So I whipped that little Camry around, went back to that man's house and says, Lord, I don't, don't think I'm crazy, but I'm just obeying the Lord. And he told me to come and pray for you today. And he told me he was going through a divorce. And how his whole life was kind of upside down and how he was in a dark place. And so God knew what he was doing, friend. But sometimes he'll call you to do some things that don't make no sense. You remember the story in the Bible when, uh, when, when Peter and all the other guys had been out fishing all night long and they caught nothing? Like most of you fishermen? Mitchell? Been out fishing all night long and didn't catch anything at all. And, and Jesus is standing on the shore and he sees him and says, where'd the fish at, boys? He didn't say it like that. but And he said, we didn't care. We've been fishing all night long and we didn't catch anything. And he says, take the net and throw it on the other side. And when they threw the nets on the other side, they had so many fish they couldn't, they didn't know what to do with them. Friend, it didn't make sense. If I'd have been Peter, I'd have been like, look, you preach, I'll fish. But it didn't make sense to them. But they did it anyway, and they ended up receiving a blessing from the Lord because they had courageous faith. The blessing of obedience is a peace beyond understanding, knowing that when I walked through today, that I knew that I obeyed God, I can sleep and lay my head on my pillow, and I can have peace knowing that I obeyed God. The blessing of obedience is a joy that comes to your life, knowing that you're living in God's will. And the blessing of obedience ushers in the supernatural power of God. And friend, that's what I want all of us to encounter is the power of God working supernatural in our life. Look, the 12 disciples, they obeyed the Lord and they were walking around casting out evil spirits and healing sick people. Jesus obeyed the Lord and he walked on water. Jesus, listen, he obeyed God and he died on a cross and was laid in a grave and three days later God raised him back to dead. Resurrecting power because of obedience. Obedience is the key. Listen to me. Don't miss this. Please, I want you to receive this because I know it's going to be life-changing. Obedience is the key to opening up the door to God's blessings in your life. What's he saying to you? If you come, sister, y'all come help close this thing down. What's the Lord saying to you? Are you willing to do whatever God is telling you to do? If he's telling you to go pray for somebody, is he telling you to go make an amends with somebody? Is he telling you it's time for you to take another step forward uh, and, and, and keep going? Or is he telling you to stop and wait and pray about something? What, what is the Lord telling you to do? And are you willing to obey him? I can tell you this morning that I have a desire in my own life to obey the Lord 
And I have a desire for you all that's here today, this church. I want, I want every follower of Christ. Can, can you imagine what Mount Olive First PH Church would look like if we all decided today that we were all going to walk in obedience to God? Can you just imagine what it would be like? Can, can you imagine what it would be like in our community if we all decided we were going to leave here today and we're just going to walk in obedience to God? No more disobedience. I'm going Whatever he says do, I'm going to do it. You know, the great Charles Finney said these words. He says, a revival is nothing else than a new beginning of obedience to God. Revival is nothing else but a new beginning of obedience to God. And people come up to me sometimes, Christians, and I know where they're coming from. I, I, know, the, I know the term they're using, that we, I, we need the Holy Spirit to move. Well, we do need the Holy Spirit to move. And if you want a revival, and you want a revival in your life, and you want a revival in this church or the ministry or whatever you're involved in, could it be that you need to obey the Lord? Because obedience, a new beginning of obedience is what brings revival. Are you willing to obey the Lord? You want God to move, then start obeying the Lord. God, help us. I say it again like Evan Roberts said. I look to you, sir. I look to you, ma'am. I say, obey God. 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 Help me. Obey God. And leave the results to Him. Because a life of obedience is going to bring glory to God. Not to you, not to you, and not to me. It's going to bring glory to Him. How many of y'all desire that? Would you stand with me, please? Thank you, Jesus. We're getting ready to have an altar call. And the altar call is just a... Really, you're just saying, I want to have a heart of obedience. I want to walk in total, full obedience to the Lord. That's my desire today. I don't, I don't want to walk halfway in, halfway out. I'm willing to do, I'm willing. When you come to this altar, you're saying, I'm willing to do whatever God wants me to do or not to do. And I'm willing to leave the results to Him. Because I love Him. Because I love Him. How many of you love the Lord today? Lift your hand again.